Man, oh man. 100 episodes of What the Fumble. I don't know about you, but it seems the more things change, the more they stay the same. We're starting off three digits with a capsized boat, Lustra being eaten by a swamp creature, slash special number one, any character of Adam's dealing monstrous amounts of damage just because, and I think I heard someone mention piranhas? All right, uh, time for me to go back to laying face down in the water. Again, after stunning myself. Again. Not gonna lie, things are looking pretty bad for the old Fumble crew. But I've got a feeling that we're gonna puke and rally. Just like our favorite lemon-headed hero would have wanted. In episode 100, the 10-carat Diamond Jubilee. did it boys did it episode did it. 100 triple digits 100 triple digits it's the oak jubilee what oh well i mean so Uh-oh. we looked into it or at least i looked into it and there's a few different ways because there's no such real such thing as a hundred year anniversary in terms of like marriages and whatnot which is what typically we've been using as our metric for It'd be a centennial. Or it is a centennial. They'd yeah. be dead, probably. Exactly. Or, or married far too young. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I'm going to give it to my daughter. Give me that goat. Perfect. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. So, so from my research, this is either the 10 carat diamond jubilee or the oak jubilee based on the, the five minutes of Googling I did. Ooh, what a scholar. Well, I mean... I think Amelia Wigglebrick should have the final say. She's not here, though. Yeah, but carrots, man. Diamond Jubilee. Carrots? Ten carat Diamond Jubilee. Oh, sorry. It's the champagne that Adam bought all of us. Uh, (laughs) This is a bottle Colin left here a while ago. So champagne, question mark. It's fine. Tastes extra fermented. I broke up, broke out the best plastic we had in the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Episode one hundred. Time to pregame like for a while before the show. Yeah. Don't the, worry about it. This everyone. is ten carat plastic. <laughs> there you go. It's very nice. Yes, it's very very nice. I just imagine you putting like ten carats like one at a time through the plastic. <laughs> this is the most expensive the dollar store has to offer. You're welcome. Mm, You're worth man. it, boys. Thanks. Fun fact, fact, carrots in the use of jewelry is referencing the weight of a gem. Yes, based on carob seeds, I believe. Or something along that? No, I just know that it's a measurement of weight. That's Hmm. all. Oh, well, today I learned. Well, if it's up to me, I'm declaring this the 10-carat diamond jubilee. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Diamond jubilee. Diamond jubilee! We're gonna die. 
We're going to say Jubilee a lot this episode. Nah. Just because the only thing that's Oaken is probably slowly floating away from us. <laughs> the canoe <laughs> slowly floating away. Well, There's I'm just floating face down between it and the shore, so I'm sure I'll be able to find it. Tess is stunned. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Wouldn't it be great if we had a player death at, on the... 10 carat diamond jubilee episode why would you say that justin or i guess i meant a character death not a player death (laughs) 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 whoa (laughs) jesus make it traumatic enough you can have both (laughs) you die in tnt you die in real life justin i know you're american but jesus christ put the gun away (laughs) like how old is the champagne (laughs) (laughs) triple fermented oh no it's fine It'd be great. I I would love it. It would seem very appropriate. Triple digits, get a good dramatic character death in there. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of rooting for it, I have to admit. All I'm going to say, you killed Lenara and you got this. You can only imagine what's next yeah, after Troubadour. It's oh, true. No. <laughs> yeah, it's just disincentivize Justin to kill us by just making more and more infuriating characters <laughs> as we go. In all honesty... If it were to happen, I'd actually just be sad in the end, because I love all these characters. Aww. I love all these characters. Oh, boy, the champagne's making me sappy a little bit, too. <laughs> Listen, if it makes you feel any better, Slash is where I I channel all of my asshole, all of my rage and, and, and condescension. I'm actually the nicest. Like, I feel like people think that I'm an asshole in real life. I'm actually yes. not. Uh, um, I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not. Like, like Slash is so much of a departure from my typical, you know, character. But it's like, it's so good therapeutically because I get to be a, just a, a giant asshole. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm happy for you. We have to put up with it. <laughs> <laughs> And you enjoy it. It helps me channel my rage, if you want me. <laughs> so your next character's a barbarian, then? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> Speaking of Slash, once we get started, it'll be his turn, I think, right? Yeah, I think it's getting to that point. Um, like I said, I've got a few things already planned up here for the next character moments that we have. Uh, I'm very eager to get down to those, but... Uh, yeah, maybe Valachan becomes the next place we go to. Who knows? Who knows? We will find out. Not if you drown first. (laughs) Yeah, thinking 15 episodes ahead. We're still on episode 100. We're only on episode 100, Miles. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) What the hell does Slash actually want 100 (laughs) episodes in? Uh... That's a good question. I've certainly been wondering what Slash is going to do. Once he opens up the 10 carat diamond jubilee battle episode. Yeah. Cause he's one of those, he's one of the characters we haven't really, we haven't explored him as much as the rest of the characters that we all started off with on, on day one. He's still like that question mark. Mm. We've got like a lot of friends and, patrons of the podcast that have definitely questioned us like what's up with Slash? what's going on there what's the motivation exactly i mean do i count as a friend of the podcast because i say that every time we <laughs> shut off the freaking mics <laughs> yeah they say it more articulate you're usually like what the fuck's with this uh, yes i am direct and composed 
No, it's fine. Episode 100 is the one where Slash and Tess finally just make out, just suck yeah, face just, the whole time. Clearly. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a tiny boat, and you can both be king of the world. Yep. Sha-la-la-la-la. <laughs> anyway, Little Mermaid, baby. <laughs> Thank you for, uh, yeah, not getting us demonetized by continuing. <laughs> Sha-la-la-la-la-la. Okay, edit that out. <laughs> just don't get crabs. <laughs> so are we going to... I'll, play, I'll some let, yeah, play some D&D? Yeah, play some d I would like to pretend to be restrained and drowning, please. Let's get into that. <laughs> oh. Let's kill a salad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're still in that mode, aren't you? Yes, oh, I man. am. Okay. Oh, is Slash going to, like, step into the water, look underwater, and be like, Ah! <gasps> <gasps> oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? That's the big question on the table, I feel like, is, like, what is this mysterious Slash gonna do next so i thought maybe it'd be fun to kick off the 10 carat diamond jubilee with a little look at what motivates <gasps> old slash oh no you didn't oh justin i didn't know you cared Cutscene? what oh mm. that's a cutscene. it's been a while seems appropriate because I feel like Slash might die in a few seconds <laughs> in the game. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm not anywhere close to this planet. It's Looster that's sucked up by the planet. Yeah, but you have a feeble constitution. And you it, have like three hit points maximum. I mean, yeah, yeah. Ten feet away, according to the map. <laughs> according to Poison Spray, too. Mm. Let's play some D&D, boys. Oh, yeah. oh, boy. Let's play some D&D for the 100th time. Mm. Hopefully not the last. TPK. We're going to start with the scene that happens not in the Domains of Dread. We all see the thick vegetation of a jungle. There's large leafed ferns. There's tall, hard trunk trees covered in vines, flowers blooming in every color imaginable. And above, through the healthy green canopy, the afternoon sun glares down, covering the rainforest in a blanket of humidity. All around, lush ivy crawls up the weather-worn ruins of an ancient civilization, as if the ivy itself is reaching up from the soil to pull down the crumbling stone walls and columns. Deep within the heart of the jungle you see the ruins of a large amphitheater. Its crumbled ivy-covered seats are filled with hundreds of chanting on tea. All the best seats in the house are filled by yuan tea with very, very snake-like features. The front row hardly has a single human-like feature in it. But as you get further and further back... The yuan tea that fill the seats grow increasingly human-like until you get to that back row where the yuan tea there are hardly distinguishable from a human save from the occasional forked tongue, scaly patch of skin. And it's on that back row that we see Slash sitting in maybe the worst seat in the house. He keeps quiet as the crowd chants, but he watches the scene that the crowd is cheering for. In the middle of the amphitheater, a large altar 
dominates the stage. The altar is carved to appear as if it's made of scales. This great stone serpent coils around the bottom of the altar. The open mouth of the snake is tilted upwards to catch the small streams of blood provided by the altar's sacrifices. Off to the side, a group of captured humans are tied up, heavily guarded, as they wait for their turn on the altar. Behind that altar, a Yuan-Ti in the robes of a priest is holding a jeweled dagger high above his head with both scale-covered hands, and as he plunges that blade down into the heart of the human sacrifice, blood splashes up to cover his garments, and it starts to pour into the open mouth of the snake statue. And the chanting in the amphitheater turns to a loud cheering. Cheering from everyone except Slash. Slash's face is a mixture of boredom, frustration maybe. And since he has such human-like features, those emotions don't go unnoticed by the Yuan-Ti sitting next to him. Another pure blood whose human features far outweigh the snake-like ones. The Yuan-Ti leans towards Slash and in a whisper says, Your human-like features do you no favors here, brother. I have known you since birth, so I might know you better than most. But others will notice your disrespect to the Night Serpent if you make it so obvious. What is the harm in chanting and cheering with the others? We may have been born at the bottom of the ladder, But if you were to show your devotion to Dendar as the others do, perhaps you would be met with more respect. But Slash only responds to his brother with silence and a scowl. But as the sacrificial chanting around him continues, an idea seems to come to Slash and as every Yuan-Ti around him chants and anticipates the next kill as all of their eyes are focused on the screaming human who is now bound to the stone altar. Slash sneaks away, disappears into the thick jungle. We next see Slash standing outside the entrance to an underground cavern. An ancient, crumbling staircase descends down into the darkness... And while this entrance is usually watched, not even the Yuan-Ti guards are denied entry to the amphitheater to watch the sacrifices. After all, who wouldn't want to be watching the altar right now? And if everyone's there, who's left to break into this place anyway? And so Slash looks over his shoulder one last time. And when he's sure nobody is around, he descends down into this forbidden library. He descends into a dark chamber. The walls are covered in faded scenes that tell the tales of the long-forgotten 
ancient civilization that once built the ruins the Yuan-Ti now call home. Filling the room are three half-rotted sets of wooden shelves, the weight of the books on them making it look like they might fall apart at any moment, but somehow they stand. Slash starts to peruse the books, unsure exactly what it is he's looking for, only that he craves knowledge, craves for something that will help him convince his brother and the others of how foolish it is to worship the Night Serpent, to devote their lives to something they've never even seen. He craves that knowledge of how to get the others to listen to him. But as Slash's human-like fingers pass along the spines of the ancient text, the ink seems to melt off one of the books, seeping out from in between the pages before crawling its way up Slash's wrist to settle on his forearm in the shape of a skull. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Slash questions this strange tattoo asks it what it is well uh, a few minutes ago I was ink now I'm on you now I am you I guess or you're me depends how you look at it really we're us now Slash tries to wipe the ink away almost rubbing his flesh raw in the process yeah that's not gonna work I know it's a lot to take in but we're us now I die you die you die I die but more importantly I live you live you can call me Mr. Tattoo Slash tries once again to get rid of the ink on his skin, but nothing works, and eventually he seems to give up the idea, at least for the moment, and gives in to talking to this Mr. Tattoo. They question each other for a while, and eventually the tattoo says, Look, it is what it is. Honestly, as long as our agendas line up, I think this could be a good thing for both of us. I help you, you help me. Plus, I know why you're here. I know what's going on in these books. In more ways than one, if you know what I mean, but, uh... <laughs> you're here because you don't like what's going on up there. I hear them too, you know. I hear them all the time, chanting and cheering for the sacrifices to the Night Serpent, wasting their time. But you see through it, don't you? That's why you're here. I do too. There's a good quote in one of these books. The godly are meaningless to the well of power incarnate. You know what that means? 
It means that with enough power, with the right words and the right approach, we could have them worshiping us just as easily as they worship the snake god. Gods have limits, you know? Gods of fire, gods of water. There's all kinds of them. And if one pisses another one off, all hell breaks loose. It's a mess. But it's not the gods that people respect and fear, it's the power. The power that those gods hold. And me and you together, that's two powers in one body. I'd argue that we have a pretty good advantage over everyone else already. And this conversation continues for a little bit longer. But eventually the sacrifices in the amphitheater stop happening and Slash leaves this forbidden library before he gets caught. And we just fast forward to that night with Slash and his brother talking around the campfire. You can see Slash is trying to convince his brother of something. They're arguing neither one of them is backing off of their stance. And then the tattoo we all know as Gloss creeps up next to Slash's ear. Let me help you convince him. You've known your brother Esolari your entire life. You already know what he needs to hear. It'll be easy. Just let me help you find the words. But Slash resists, and the argument between these Yuan-Ti siblings continues for a bit longer. But eventually, Galas once again makes a plea to Slash. Let me help you. And then Slash does just that. What made him make the decision in the moment only Slash, I guess, will ever really know. But you see the craving for knowledge take over in him. You see the argument quickly turn into a conversation. And Slash's brother, Esolari, starts to agree with Slash's point of view. He watches everything Esolari ever believed gets torn down and destroyed. But in the end... Esolari seems like he's had a life-changing moment. He seems excited about the conversation he just had with his brother. And when the night ends and they go their own ways, they both do so with a smile on their face. Slash heads off to get some sleep. Galas says, See, I told you that would be easy with the right words. But Esolari doesn't go to sleep. The scene follows Esolari throughout the night. The newfound excitement within him has him unable to get any rest. And he spends the entire evening waking up his friends and telling them all one by one of the amazing point of view Slash has. He tells them of how worshipping Dendar isn't the only way 
He tells them of how there's a much better way and that Slash can help them see it. The next morning, Slash wakes up to the sounds of screaming in the amphitheater. He rushes throughout the vegetation and looks on from behind the back row as his brother Esolari gets strapped to the altar. His clothes get ripped from his torso, exposing the handful of scales he has on his pure blood chest. And the crowd goes wild as Slash's brother struggles. But they don't make it easy on the blasphemous Esolari. There's no blood sacrifice to the Night Serpent. Instead, he is brutally tortured and cut until not a drop of blood is left in his body to fuel his screams. Whispers of Slash's name start to get whispered in the back rows as Slash watches on. And it's Galas that gets him to refocus by saying, So, uh... I think maybe we pushed a bit too far. (laughs) (laughs) You need more practice. That's the problem. We need to get out of here before they kill us, too. Maybe there's some boat that can take us to some big city far away. We can practice on people who are a little less, uh, violent. (laughs) And with hardly any emotion on his face... Slash darts off into the jungle to catch a boat to Waterdeep. And with that, the scene fades back to Slash now in the Lake of Apples. Literally in the water where there's a giant man-eating plant thrashing around, trying to eat Lustra. And Galas says to you, We came this far without getting ourselves killed. And you go diving in these waters, really? We don't need Lucifer that bad, do we? We're going to cue the battle music. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And see what Slash does. Now that we have a little bit more insight into his motivations went to find less violent people jeez yeah i know right the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me (laughs) (laughs) inspiration justin yeah no kidding holy shit thanks boys the plant's next attack has advantage no i'm going to take my inspiration in the form of this remaining champagne i was about to say roll initiative but we're already in it hell yeah yeah so that's one less nat one that i have to roll slash up First, Miles has the biggest grin on his face. I'm sorry, I'm just really excited. It's 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 a lot of fun. It's been a long time coming. It has been. I've been sitting on this for a long ass time. Um, in response to Galas's question, um, a flash of of the memory of Esselari on the altar comes through his mind, and he can hear his name being passed through the crowd. It's not something that he wanted, at least not at that moment, seeking to 
restrain that kind of whispering, not amongst the Yuan-Ti, but amongst everyone else as well. He answers back to Galas. I will not have another sacrifice this way. No, no, no. Besides, the Dragonborn is good at trade. And what is something that can be traded for if not a voice? So Slash will quietly um, uh, pull out Slash Special number one and throw a poison spray at this thing, hoping desperately that this thing is on its last legs and that perhaps Lustra can break free. So that's a DC 15 con save. Oh, man. This thing is insane on the con. I did it once before. I can do it again. Roll low. I guess before before I roll this, let's remind everyone of the stakes on the table here at the 10-carat Diamond Jubilee. Diamond Jubilee! Diamond Jubilee! What? If my notes are right, <laughs> Troubadour, you've got Hunter's Mark on the plant. I do. You have a Bardic Inspo. I do. Lucifer, you have Hunter's Mark on Radavan. Sure do. Tess, you're bobbing in the water. Not stunned anymore, though. Still, I think, in the silence yeah. area right now. And Owen Lustra has guidance. From Van Richten, yep. Van Richten has swam up to Lustra, who is currently still grappled and restrained by this huge man-eating plant. Van Richten has dove underwater. It kind of has like his hand on your shoulder, Lustra, uh, to give you some guidance next time you try to roll out of this thing. But now let me roll this d20 to see if I make my con save. Come on. Now that we know the stakes. Roll like me. Ten. Ooh, 17 poison damage. Holy crap, really? That's a a cantrip, everyone. Ten and a seven, holy shit. Hell yeah. That's a pretty d12. I would say, yes. Um, do-do-do-do-do. Um, so 17 poison damage. A slash sort of swims forward. You can see like a jet of green just sort of, you know, spray into the plant. As soon as it makes contact, you can see like the necrotic kind of poison, you know, sift through its veins and leaves. It's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's great. It's great. We um, like this. We do like this. Um, one thing I am double checking on very quickly. Yeah, it's a saving throw. Okay, never mind. Um, and with his bonus action, I'm uh, calling out to Lustra. You can almost hear that, again, that same sort of explanatory voice that you've come to be familiarized with Salash. As he goes on to explain, I can see Colin just <sighs> like, like, just, just like, There is strength in you yet, Dragonborn. A plant will not restrain you, and he will give you a bardic inspiration as well. Neat. Mm-mm-mm. God. Looster getting all buffed up. I'm, I'm still just, I'm still gonna watch this too. Watch this happen. <laughs> I'm just glad Tess is still in silence. <laughs> <laughs> in like a sensory deprivation kind of thing. There's water, Ooh, there's yeah. no sound. The best part? Provided by your favorite Yuan tea. You know what? That's <laughs> fair. Anything else that Slash wants to do here at the ten carat diamond jubilee? He's going to say, stay that 10 carat 10 feet away from that uh, that crazy carnivorous plant and call it a turn. Probably a wise decision. 
Lustra, you've got Van Richten right behind you trying to help get you out. You've got Slash cheering you on from a distance. What's your plan? You're still underwater. How are you doing health-wise, too? You okay? Oh, I'm doing actually... I'm still very rather healthy. Um, Just status-wise, I'm not good because I'm restrained. So I'm going to, to nobody's surprise, try and get out. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Um, goodness this plan can't roll for shit is all I'm saying. So mechanically speaking... Guidance adds a D4, and then your Bardic Inspo... Is a D8. D8. So I get a D4 and a D8, as well as rolling a D20, and hope for the best. <laughs> and if I don't make it... Uh, if you don't make it, you just deserve to die. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. we just start, start attacking you. Just trim the fat. <laughs> Meat's weak, bruh. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, we've entered Slash's surfer arc. <laughs> okay, and this is athletics, correct? Or acrobatics, your choice. Athletics is still better in spite of my cursed state. Come on. It rolled onto a 20 and then rolled back to a 2. Okay, however... I got an 8 on the Bardic Inspo, and then I got a 2 on the Guidance. So I'm at, with everything said and done, 12. Plus athletics? Plus athletics. Oh yeah, plus athletics, so 15. Hey, 15 sounds good. Okay, Fifteen is indeed enough. Thank (laughs) God. You're welcome. (laughs) You just barely squeeze yourself out of there. There's a DC thirteen, so you needed all that help. You needed it all. (laughs) I I rolled like twelve. Like it feels like a whole bunch of times. You sure did. Oh my god. (laughs) You sure did. He looks so happy. I'm going to throttle this thing. <laughs> Our powers combined, literally as many buffs as we could give you, still barely squeaked by. <laughs> Is there anything else you can do? That was your action to do that. Uh, No, there's not much else I can do at this point. No, I'm just going to... I'm actually just going to stand my ground for the okay. time being. I'm not going to take the opportunity attack. Fair enough. A fair enough strategy. That brings it to the fiery little gnome swimming in the water. Is it like a? I like to imagine a doggy paddle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eh, no. I'm just this per, only person's faster than me is Tess. So and heavy armor. As long as you have the strength, it doesn't slow you down. So I'm like a little torpedo here right now. <laughs> fair enough. I was gonna say a soup can. But a doggy paddy, paddling torpedo. Right? So it's, yeah, it's a hyper doggy paddle, and I'm going to actually move up around the corner, 10, 20, 30, 40, to get right in the middle of my three amigos, so they're in my aura, and the off chance anything silly happens. As I'm swimming by, I see the poison start coursing through this thing's, uh, plant veins, and I go, ooh, seasoning! Oh my and, god! And, uh, Troubadour's a little hungry. He got a little cold, so he's a little hungry, so he's about to take a bite. I just got out of this thing, please don't. <laughs> so, I don't use a dice box. And it is the 10 carat diamond golden jubilee. So, the diamond golden jubilee. Uh-oh. Wait, what are you getting? What, what the fuck? Oh, I have brought fuck? my dice unicorn. You have a- <laughs> I have a little unicorn pinata, which the, the, the joke does not go as good uh, on an audio medium. 
but um, unicorn's <laughs> hungry, so the little dice goes in here. Oh my god! Oh. And I'm just gonna shake, and uh, he's gonna poop it out. And that's that gonna is... be my attack roll. Oh, that it came the, out the back. It came out the butt. That <laughs> is the best and worst <laughs> dice tower I've ever seen. <laughs> we'll just put you in the center there, unicorn. For for uh, that's a fifteen on the dice, uh, which is uh, that's like a twenty-one or two or something. That thing is really colorful. Oh, that's yeah. great. Jeez. It's got a rainbow mane. I tell you, that dollar rama. Get some good stuff in there. Oh my god! That's so, a copper tree. The old copper tree. That's the, uh, so. I think yeah, that's a twenty-one to hit. That'll definitely do it. So that's a D four plus a D six. Thank you for Hunter's Mark. So that is three plus three plus three. That is nine. Om nom piercing damage. And because this is a first thing in forever that is not fucking undead. I'm going to use the benefit of my fanged uh, bite attack, and I'm going to heal nine hit points. Oh, wow. Slurpy slurp. Yeah. Mmm, chlorophyll. Uh, (laughs) And now I don't want to attack not with advantage, Uh, so I'm going to stab it now for the second attack. Oh, that's two 14s, Uh, so that's 21 to hit again. Dang. You can use that feature on plants. You really are just drinking up the chlorophyll. Everything but undead and constructs. Really? If I fight constructs, (laughs) I'm fucked. Anything else, I got a little something against it. Oh, that plant juice. So that was uh, Mm. nine piercing damage for the bite, ten piercing damage for the stab, and I will end my turn in the mix of everybody. Healing nine hit points. Suck it, Radovan. (laughs) Boop. I'd say you suck Radovan, but uh, he's undead, so I guess it don't work that way. Yeah, I'll just smite him. Yeah. Hmm. If only someone hadn't wasted all of their turns in combat trying to stop that guy, and now he's freaking dimension doored away. Yeah, but it kept him from casting things, which would have been much worse. That's going to bring it to Dr. Rudolph Van Richten. Heck yeah. Uh, pops his head above the water after having helped Lustra get out of the grasping tentacles. Do any of you require any healing? He kind of takes a look around. Do it. Does anyone want to heal from Van Richten? What? Yeah, Tess doesn't hear him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tess probably Tess needs it. Unfortunately, his he'd have to uh, get in touch range for cure wounds, and I don't think he's got even close to the movement to do that. Oh, yeah. Actually, he uh, healed me before I went diving in, so I'm doing surprisingly well. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Troubadour breaches water, gives a thumbs up, and keeps swimming. <laughs> Van Richten... Dolphin. Also kind of scared to uh, mess with the opportunity attack range of this creature. Then is going to do his best to uh, kind of wrangle up the canoe that's floating away. Essentially going to like put one hand on the canoe and stop it from getting any further. And that's going to bring it to Tess. Great! With a big decision on her hands. Are they fine over there? Pursue this Radovan that just escaped? To make things worse, Dr. Van Richten is just hollering, Radovan has escaped! What? We must catch him! What? Alright, you don't hear him. <laughs> uh, um, so Tess is sort of like off in her own little like silence and classical music playing in the background. Um, so she like spits water out of her mouth from her freaking round stunned before 
It's fine. She like mouths to herself because she can't talk. Um, she'll like look for Radovan, just like scan the horizon, scan the uh, scan the shoreline, see if he is anywhere. Because he just like he swam and then disappeared, as far as she can tell. Mm-hmm. They can make perception. Eighteen. I mean, that's a really good number. And so, if anything, it just confirms to Tess that he's really far away, because your keen elven eyes scan the beach and the nearby forest, and there is no sign. I don't see shit. Um, Tess is going to just throw like almost a little tantrum, just like smash the water with her bone saw and turn around towards uh, her friends in need. And she's going to swim her full speed back towards the plant, just feeling just like almost yelling in frustration as she goes. So 25 feet in total. Tess invents a new kind of swimming, the yell stroke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she just, she's swimming and yelling and just, just yelling, fuck, 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 fuck. And then like, eventually she, she like hits the cusp of the silence spell. And so she's just like halfway through the, the words of just cursing out Radovan. And so he just comes out screaming, just is, she's, too distracted even to even to dash forward so she just just like reaches into her pouch gets out a pair of darts just like don't fuck me you pieces of shit and just flings two of them at into the mouth of this giant fucking plant and darts are something I don't roll with disadvantage hey look at me go 22 wow yeah second one first 14. Now, did those count in, like, underwater combat? Yes. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, literally everything I have except my bone size fine. I just oh, didn't no. want to not use it. 21 and... And 14. Both hit. Beautiful. Excellent. Ah, oh, it's my favorite thing in the world. Um, so... 14 damage in total. Dang. Not bad for some darts. Yeah, Selash shoots a poison spray. Selash just flings a couple of pieces of wood. And then she just screams, He disappeared! I can't see him! I can't find him! And she'll end her turn there. The darts cut through the already damaged tentacles. This giant carnivorous flower goes limp in the water. What? And has been defeated. Darts, I never doubted you. I have only ever done well with darts. It's a new hundred episodes, boys. Only darts all the time. I was really hoping to kill someone with that plant. (laughs) Action economy, baby. That's what it comes down to. Huh. But there's still things happening. Tess is yelling for a chase, it sounds like. Yeah. Van Richten's eyes are scanning the beach as well. He's trying to round up the canoe. Should we stay in initiative? What's the plan here, folks? 
How? I don't... I don't know, because we found... We found those bones, but Radavan is running, and we heard him. Like, do we chase? Do we come back? Do we... I feel like Slash would breach the water and just be like, Bones don't go anywhere, we chase Radavan. (laughs) (laughs) Van Richten will, like, kind of pipe up and let any of the characters know that don't already. He appeared to have cast Dimension Door. He could be hundreds of feet away from us. Gods. I hit him with a Hunter's Mark, though, so if we even get to the beach side, I can still probably track him. What? That's incredible. I was frothing around underwater and through all the bubbles. I still managed to tag him, though. So we might, if we just get to the beach side... I can track him at least for the next hour. To the boat, we have no time to waste. Uh, Troubadour is just like f- five, ten feet underwater, just swimming the entire time, not even coming up for air. Into the canoe, towards the shore. Let's go. I think it's safe to leave initiative if the plan is for all of you to stick together. But I know that some of you can move a lot faster than others, and I wouldn't be a good DM if <laughs> I tempted you to split the party at every opportunity I can find. So I leave it up to you if you want to leave initiative or not. If we want to get into the math of individual people chasing and like how far away everyone is from everyone else, I'm totally up for that. Or we can leave an initiative and move as a group. Up to you guys. Rowboat speed is how much? Fifteen? Uh, you'll be... Uh, yeah, rowboat is 15 feet per turn. Okay. Uh, and yeah, just to remind everyone, the shore is about 250 feet away from the little island that we're all hanging out near. Uh, you've already gone out like a decent amount into the water, so you know from this point in time, I'll say everyone's 200 feet away, just to make things easier. But what what's what do you guys want to do? Shit, I mm, I'm convinced that there's something that we're still missing at the at the island, but we have an hour. We have an hour minus a couple of rounds to catch Radavan, or else he's gone again. Like I was saying, the island isn't going anywhere. We can do this Radavan thing, which I think is honestly a larger threat than anything on that island can provide, and we'll go from there. It's above the table, or can I just keep swimming now? <laughs> that was above the table, but... Okay. I, I absolutely agree. Unless he's gonna float back here and steal bones and be like, ah, I ruined this. I used another third-level spell. Suck it. So, <laughs> about, so to keeping with this above-the-table conversation, though... We have to remember that the island is half covered in mist. And we don't know about the encroaching mist on the domain, and it's basically like right at the edge. So there is, we do run the risk of us losing a chance at, you know, exhuming these bones and inferring whatever we could infer. I think we already got a bit out of it. It's mm-hmm. Dead baby bones. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think there's much else there for us unless there's like some sort of hidden catacomb. But even then, I think that's a bit of a... It's a bit of a trying start if we were to attempt a, some kind of like excavation and uncover the Temple of Doom under there, Indiana Jones style. This is going to be my second floor of the asylum. <laughs> um, so yeah, we will continue. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably best that we continue for the shore then. 
I mean, I'm really fast. Like, I could just go pick up that bag of baby bones. Wouldn't be hard. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Get them baby bones. That's a brand new sentence. <laughs> I'm really fast. I can pick up those baby bones, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Only in D&D. Only on the Diamond Jubilee. Uh, the 10 carat Diamond Jubilee. 10 carat Diamond Jubilee! David, just so we're all clear, what exactly is your advantage here? Tell us about what you're accomplishing with Hunter's Mark here. Uh, so, you choose a creature within range and mystically mark it as your quarry until the spell ends. You deal extra damage, as we're all familiar with, but... You have advantage on any wisdom perception or wisdom survival check you make to find it. If the target drops to zero hit points before the spell ends, you can use a bonus action as a subsequent to mark the creature. So basically, since I magically quarried it, I would have advantage on on any survival or perception checks to track it for the duration of the spell. Do you know its direction, or is that a different thing? That's locate. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, it's not giving me any ad- any directions or anything. Just that it's giving me advantage to track them. Still, that's huge. Like mm-hmm. we wouldn't have that. And the fact that we're in my favored terrain and getting double proficiency—that's going to be. I basically have ex- expertise and advantage. Oh damn! Yeah, that's. We're not going to have a better opportunity to hunt this guy down. Mm-hmm. And he's already cast at least a third and fourth level spell. So anything, anything that he's got on tap, he's... I'm just scared he's running for the mausoleum where he has that horde of zombies. So I want to get to the shore and try and track him down sooner rather than later. Yeah, let's do it. Um, sh- like I guess we're we're sticking to Lustra though because he's the one with tracking. So even though Troubadour and I are faster, we're still moving at the. The looser pace, yeah? So then I think it might make sense to get out of initiative and just do group travel. Yeah, we'll get out of initiative, and we're going to start with Lustra doing a survival check to see if he can pick up any traces with his keen eyesight while you're still in the canoe. See if he can kind of direct the rowboat a little better. Like beeline, which direction to put your beeline towards? Okay, so would I get my advantage for this? And yes, you would. Okay, is that an eighteen or a thirteen? Looks like eighteen from us. Oh yeah, it is. Sweet. Okay, so that ends up being uh, eighteen. Eighteen plus eighteen plus eight. Why 26. can't I twenty six? Yeah. There 26. we go. Yeah. That's, That's a huge. hell of a number. Mm-hmm. That's a huge number, for sure. So Don't with, bother, Lustra. I already looked and I lost him. <laughs> so with everybody doing their everything to propel this little boat forward as fast as they can, Lustra's kind of like standing uh, at the front, like oh, Captain Morgan. Like, yeah. that away. <laughs> Troubadour's got the rope in his mouth swimming and he's just like, that's my pose! <laughs> well, why is, is all the rum gone? <laughs> Tess is just back flutter kicking like... <laughs> and you make it to the beach with as precise of a beeline as you possibly can. From this point, let's do it again, Lustra. Let's see if you can now track the direction he went from the beach. Uh, this time it's a 17. 17, as you're perusing the tree line, trying to get some trace of him, 
It's 4.40 in the afternoon, by the way. Oh, as Jesus. your boots hit the beach. But that is still enough for Lustra to pick up on a few traces and points his finger down the uh, down the road that leads, sure enough, towards the mausoleum. Uh, it could also lead towards the house, but it looks like he took the main road. Alright. Do Trubador and I go on ahead, see if we can catch him? S- slow him down? I mean, there's there are two places he could go. We could at least go to the fork. So, look, he's going down the road anyways. We might as well just stick together, because who knows, he could have his horde of zombies w- waiting to ambush us. We best stick together. Okay, but if he... If you're if you find the tracks that he goes into the forest, we burn that shit down. <laughs> so what? On our ten carat diamond jubilee, it's all coming around. No, seriously, what did Slash say at the beginning of us getting into this domain? They have this planned for us. We need to be chaos. Let's burn the place down. Like that is ex- the exact direction I wanted to go. But the apples. <laughs> That ain't no orchard anyway. Um, going to the, I assume going to the crossroads and seeing where he's headed after that, yeah, right? We're, yeah, we're going to go down the main road, follow the tracks, sticking together. I like how quickly you guys always jump to forest fire. Though. You'd think you'd like, I mean, give it a day, Miles. Like, give this place a day. It's only 4.41 in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, that's forest fire o'clock by my watch. Honestly, 20 minutes between finding, like, a dead human and, like, sprinting to a mausoleum. And chasing a dead human? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been an exciting 20 minutes for sure. We are fishing so, as hell. So, sticking together. Yes. Is the plan of action. You mm-hmm. stick, kind of huddle around the character with the hunter's mark on Radovan. Yeah, like Troubadour just picks up Van Richten and starts running with him. <laughs> I'm down on all four, sniffing the ground. <laughs> Follow your nose! <laughs> we make it to about 100 feet away from the fork, that fork that could go either to Mausoleum or could go to Richten House. And give me one more survival check. Come on. Natural 20. Oh, oh so, that, so that comes out to 28. Oh. You, you can taste them. Yo. Radovan's like trying to hide behind a bush and you're just like, that one. Fire I smell, arrows. I smell bitch around here. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it like horse sweat? <laughs> it is very embarrassing to get caught by a Venari. Wait, shit. <laughs> I'm awesome at killing. I'm shit at tracking. 28. That's a number worthy of the 10 carat diamond jubilee Hell right yeah. now. Extra champagne for Mr. David. Woo! Polite golf clap. And it is exactly like you guessed almost. The dimension door got rid of in a good ways. And it definitely looks like the path he was going for was the graveyard. You guys were right. It looks like he was probably running towards the mausoleum, maybe to unleash a horde of zombies. But at some point must have picked up on the 
army of people running down the road. Just like a giant dust cloud approaching. <laughs> clanking of Troubadour's armor. <laughs> All right, everyone, let's go kill a zombie. I'm very stealthy. <laughs> and sure enough, it looks like Radovan kind of popped off to the side of the road in hopes that maybe you would run right past him. He is literally in the bushes. <laughs> oh, boy. He is 60 feet away from the group. Ooh. And we're just going to roll initiative again. We're doing it oh, again. We're rolling yeah. a fresh initiative. And getting away from us. Let's do this one quick. All right. We can we do this. We need much time, baby. And what's the time at now that we've run down the road? 441 still? The time yes. is 445 even. Ah, fuck. <laughs> what did you want it to be? Uh, that's a full... That's slightly less than 10 minutes. 10 minutes since we unburied the grave. And then he gave me Bardic Inspo, so... Okay. So do I still have it, or it's gone? Sounds like you do, yeah. Perfect. Hell yeah. Also... Miles needs to stop rolling ten higher than me at initiative. <laughs> mm. Speaking of, what Slash get? Uh, Slash got a twenty-two. Very nice, very nice. Thank you man, Tess. I got a thirteen. Ooh. Troubadour. Uh, three. I have to put Frank Richten down. So. <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Lustra. Twenty-one. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. You're like. Do, 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 do. He's there. <laughs> so Lash put a quest marker above his head. He's right there. <laughs> I got ESP right now. <laughs> VR comes in in between Tess and Troubadour. And Radovan comes in none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> He's the southern gentleman. Oh, no. <laughs> you all... Look off to the side of the road where Lustra is pointing towards. Sure enough, there's the colorful Vistani garments worn by Radovan. You can kind of hear <laughs> the jingle jangling of the tambourine a so little stealthy. bit. Not the stealthiest. As a matter of fact, you're just loudly going. <laughs> but Salash, it is your turn to act first. He's 60 feet away in the bushes. Not as well hidden as he thinks he is. <laughs> uh, Slash will look over. He'll sort of like almost skid to a stop as he hears like the hissing. He'll look over and look at him sort of squint, straighten himself up. The healer turned Oathbreaker has come to collect once again, and he'll cast Unsettling Words. So he gets a negative D8 to his next saving throw. Which the D8 is going to give me a negative five on his next saving throw. Gross. Because then he's going to cast Bane. Oh. Good old Slash special number four. On the ten carat diamond jubilee. So negative five on his next saving throw. DC 15 charisma saving throw. Oh my. That comes to a five. Oh, you get him next time, Miles. Almost. almost. Yeah, I know, right? So he's baned. <laughs> oh, great. That's a what? D4? So that's a negative D4 to all attacks and saving throws. Okay. Hell yeah. Although I am now out of Bardic Inspo, so nobody die. <laughs> gotcha. All right, cool. 
Um, and yeah, that was bonus action. That was action. Good to go. That's going to bring it to Luthra Venari. You're the one that was leading the charge all the way here. Uh, I haul out my longbow. I get within 30 feet. Bonus action. Charge up the force damage as those clear vapors get to the tip of that arrow point. I am declaring sharpshooter. I still have Hunter's Mark on it. Oh, Oh, damn. Come on. It's just like an elastic band, like a a spectral elastic band at the bottom, at the back of your arrow, and just like the other on the back of his head. Ah, Using all the cool things. Lustra just clocked into work. Dirty 20. Oh, yeah. So this will be 2d8 plus 1d6 plus 12. (laughs) Nice. Oh, gross. So 12, 18, 30 damage. 34 damage. What the fuck? I think Lamin somewhere is actually proud of you for once. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Let's be careful. He did miss somebody within like 10 feet. And it was a zombie. <laughs> Holy crap. An arrow just goes completely through that undead flesh. He's still standing, kind of staggers a little bit. And I get to do it again. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He sends uh. one log downrange to <laughs> log number two. No no funny force damage, though, but I'm still declaring sharpshooter. Yeah. And that's 19 to hit. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that ends plus up- a d6. Oh, yeah, plus a d6. Yeah, th- thank you, Colin. All right, so that's going to be 13. That's 16 damage, piercing damage. 46, not too bad in a round, my dude. Hey, I was one point below Lenara's amazing chromatic orb. All right, you're going to make everyone cry, man. Lenara <laughs> <laughs> was also, what, level three? <laughs> Hush. <laughs> Dang. Lucer, you said you were 30 feet away? I am 30 feet away. Troubadour, Van Richten, and Tess are still at the 60-foot mark. They haven't gotten to go yet. Slash, you stayed... No, Slash would have moved up to at least 30 feet to, to use Bane. You went up to 30 feet? Yep. Lustra, your second arrow hits Radovan squarely in the chest. The jingle jangle of the tambourine grows louder a little bit for a moment as it clatters onto the ground... The body of Radovan just explodes. (laughs) It explodes into this thick black cloud of what looks like just pure necrotic energy. Looks like it had about a five foot radius. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, good, good, good. (laughs) So everyone stays safe. All that's left of Radovan is the very shiny pile of loot that he leaves behind on the forest floor. Oh, he was a Diablo enemy! Hey! (laughs) You killed the plant, you killed Radovan, and you got a bunch of loot. Ladies and gentlemen, the 10-carat diamond jubilee. Yeah! 
no loot for miles. <laughs> <laughs>